helping church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast. Hey, digital communicators. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast, where we help church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. I'm your host, Johnny Flash, and you all are in for a real treat um, this episode. This is episode number nine, Elevation Church Sermon Series Planning Behind the Scenes with Ryan Hollingsworth. And uh, if, in case you've been like under a rock or something, Elevation Church is one of the fastest growing churches in America. Even though the church is a little over 10 years old, they are still one of the fastest growing churches uh, last year, Outreach Magazine ranked them as the 18th fastest growing church with 18% growth in 2016, which is just amazing. Uh, but before we jump into the episode, I uh, just, I, you know, I hope you're having a great summer. Uh, we've been having a great summer here. Uh, and in case you didn't hear a week or so ago, my son, uh, one of my sons dared one of my other sons to jump off the swing set. And so my son Elias jumped off the swing set and he didn't land quite right. Yeah. So he broke his forearm, both the bones in his forearm. Thankfully, it was his left arm. And so he's got a cast like up to his, you know, past his elbow. And it's he can't go in the water or anything right now because they just needed to put him in this type of cast or whatever. And so uh, he is hoping that before we go to the beach in a few weeks that he will be able to get switched to a smaller waterproof cast. So uh, things have been exciting and all kinds of crazy stuff going on around here. I hope you're having a good summer and uh, enjoying it so far. Well, hey, in case you didn't know, we have a video version of this podcast uh, on our website at AmplifiedImpact.org. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast to get every episode downloaded to your device at iTunes. And we also have the show notes available on our website at AmplifiedImpact.org. And we have some special questions from Elevation Church that they've used over the years to uh, in some of their sermon series planning meetings and so you can go grab those on the website as well it's a great download has some great questions that you can use or adapt uh, as you're planning your sermon series so i hope you'll check that out well let's get right to it ryan hollingsworth is the creative director at elevation church in charlotte north carolina he's been on staff for almost the entire time that the church has existed and he was their first creative hire He's, he's seen one of the fastest growing churches up close and personal. I think, so I think you're really going to enjoy the insights that he has. Here's my conversation with Ryan. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, Ryan. So um, before we kind of jump in, and I want want you to kind of tell, um, you know, your background and stuff. We, I think we first got connected through, uh, it was years ago, I was creative arts pastor at a church, and my comm director sent me these questions that yeah. you all were using um, at Elevation Church for your sermon series planning. And they were they were really helpful for us. And so um, I was doing a talk just recently on sermon series branding. I was like, I got to dig those questions up because I, I, you know, when you change computers and different things, like you don't yeah. always have the stuff where you need it. And so you were gracious and uh, tracked them down and resent them. So I'm curious if you're even still using some of those questions at Elevation Church. 
Man, to be honest, I had to I had to go on a, a hunt myself to try to find those uh, those files because uh, I, I asked one of our old project managers she had to dig through for um, a creative brief of a series we did probably four years ago to find that exact set of questions I had sent you guys and Paul. Um, so we've changed things up a little bit since then. We've gone through a couple different uh, you know ways we get to sermon series and ways we plan for sermon series. But I mean, kind of the the essence of those questions are still there, even if we don't use that exact list anymore. Sure, sure. Well, uh, before we jump into the sermon series, because I know a lot of people listening, you know, um, ch- whether they're church pastors or comm directors, creative arts pastors, you know, doing that in some way at their church. Um, I know this sermon series topic is a big one. So, but before we jump in there, why don't you just kind of share your background, your story, kind of where you're at now, what you're doing? Sure. Yeah. No, I've um, I've been on staff at Elevation for ten and a half years now. So I've been around almost since the beginning. Church has been around eleven years. I was even a volunteer graphic designer before that. So I've been involved with the church since the very beginning when it was like a hundred people, and now we're you know just this this great big church has got you know fifteen or some odd campuses and. So it's been really cool to kind of be uh, on the team for that entire time. But I've been, uh, I started off as a graphic designer and it was just me. I was the first creative hire. And then we've, you know, our creative team has grown over the years and I've been, you know, senior, senior designer and now I'm a creative director here. So yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride, but definitely loved every minute of it for sure. That's awesome. So how did you even first get connected to Elevation Church at the very beginning? Man, when they were, we, well, when we were a church plant, but when the, the launch team was moving to Charlotte, I had a friend who, uh, was good friends that I grew up with. She and her husband were moving. They were part of the launch team. She's like, hey, if you're not plugged into a church in Charlotte, I was living up here at the time uh, working at a marketing agency doing design and uh, ad copy layout, different things like that. And um, she said, if you're not plugged into a church, man, come check us out. So I actually came to the second information meeting of Elevation back is September 18, 2005. Wow. So I've been around for a long time, yeah. And that's how I first heard about it. And then I started doing volunteer design that spring in 2006 and then came on staff uh, February 2007. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I got to tell you, like when we're do- I'm doing these podcast interviews, Elevation Church comes up almost in every one, you know, and, and, and I know I know you guys are like trendsetters in terms of what a lot of churches are doing or looking to do. And, and I think that's great. I think we can all learn a lot from each other, but there's also... You know, Elevation Church just has their own, you have your own unique vibe that like doesn't necessarily replicate at like the first Baptist, you know, church or whatever, you know, and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I think churches are trying to find what's working while keeping their own DNA, you know, and so. uh, So I wanted to reach out to you because you have been at Elevation Church since basically the beginning yeah. Um, and it's grown so much. And obviously, you know, uh, Stevens watched all over the world and, and everything. So uh, I, I know you all have a very intentional sermon series process. And I know just for myself, having done this for a, t- a decade as well, that like the process is kind of always evolving in terms of like you find something that works for a season and then over time you kind of change it up. So uh, I'd love to pick your brain in terms of what you all are doing now. Uh, with sermon series planning and and the series and kind of what that looks like and just kind of give people a a look behind the scenes, if you will. Sure. Yeah, man. I mean, so like like you said, we've gone through a lot of iterations of how we plan sermon series. I mean, I remember back, you know, several years ago, we'd sit down in the room, there'd be about a dozen of us and Pastor Steven and some of our other, you know, campus leadership and creative leadership, we'd all kind of be there and he would just hand us a Word doc of different either subjects or titles he came up with that didn't necessarily have content built in yet. 
And we would just sit there for, I mean, six hours or so and just with a blank calendar and kind of, you know, piece it together like a Tetris game. Like, okay, we could do a four-week series on James here, but then we're going to, you know, this falls into Labor Day, so this will need to be like a two-week series. And we used to piece it together like that. I mean, uh, kind of just a big picture style. And that, and that would stay probably 75% accurate for the year. So we used to have a pretty good runaway as far as like what the calendar was going to look like. And then, you know, as we got closer, 13 weeks out was kind of like our goal to begin working on a series. And that's when, you know, we would answer some of those questions that I sent you. We'd sit down, some of our creative team would sit down with Pastor Steven or, uh, you know, Larry and Wade, uh, Larry Hubeck was our creative pastor, Wade Joy, our worship pastor. And we'd sit down with them and kind of just pick their brains about, you know, what is the tone of this series? What uh, what do you want, you know, if a volunteer is communicating this to somebody, how would they talk about this series? Um, you know, different scriptures and stories and you know, how tired are we to this title? Or uh, is this content pretty concrete? Do you feel like you're going to float around something from that? Um, and we'd start there. And then, you know, from there, we would build out uh, different series graphics. And uh, the graphic was always first. And then we'd move from the graphic to building out other programming assets, so the video pieces and live elements and different things like that. But we always tried to start with kind of a consistent piece so that we were all kind of coming from the same kind of creative ethos a little bit. Of, okay, cool. This is what the look and feel and the tone is going to be. This this is the creative content, uh, you know, as far as a brief goes that we're all working from. So at least it felt like, you know, on paper, this was kind of a unified front, intentionally moving towards one direction of communication. And how many uh, how many of those parts did you have to manage in terms of once the brief was created? Are yeah. you are you managing video and social media and all those different parts or? Uh, so yeah, there's, well, now that the team has grown, you know, there's different, you know, we have different team leads for, we have a communications director who she, she runs with all of our social media and church-wide communication. And then even stuff, you know, talking points from the stage on how we talk about upcoming series. And then from my side, I handle a lot of the campus side marketing. So if campuses are, are trying to come with different initiatives they're working on or, you know, our campuses, we try to keep them pretty uniform as far as, uh, what we're trying to communicate, but we also want to be like, very aware that there are different demographics and some of the locations are inside Charlotte, some are outside Charlotte, some are more suburban, some are more, you know, uh, in, in our, you know, in the middle of our city. So we have to figure out like, okay, what, what is this specific audience at this campus, you know, need to be communicated about this series? What, what works here is not going to necessarily work in the same way here. Let's make sure the communication is consistent from a high level, but also specific enough to hit that right demographic. So, you know, that's the kind of questions we're having after we kind of get the brief established. And there was even a season probably two, I want to say two years ago, is that right? Yeah, so two summers ago, we were, we were you know, trying to get ready to do a series called Thumb War, which was going to be based on, uh, kind of at, at the heartbeat of it, based on distraction and how distractions in our lives kind of keep us from, from living the life God has planned for us. And so we named the series, and we called it Thumb War because of how distracted we get, like, working on our phones. And we thought it was like, okay, that's kind of a clever way. And it ended up kind of, kind of bombing. It was supposed to be like a six-week series. We ended up only doing two weeks of it. And, we, and after that, we shut down the series completely for over a year because we felt like, you know, the, the creative had kind of gotten in front of the content a little bit. So we were trying to be either too cute with the marketing or uh, creating too many layers between, you know, what we were trying to, to pitch to people and then what actually the series was going to be about. And so it was almost too difficult for, you know, Pastor Steven to say, well, you know, we've created so many steps in between of what, you know, I'm going to preach that it's not helping people anymore. It's kind of like more confusing people. And so... You know, and we also, you know, in that same season had kind of gone through, you know, different, you know, you get, you get into uh, like, not ruts, but very systematic ways of doing things. So we knew like, okay, every three weeks, we're going to have a promo, we're going to have start promoting this series two weeks out. So it was very almost formulaic to that extent. And it felt like we were kind of doing this, you know, this up and down roller coaster of like, okay, every two weeks, we're getting people hyped up for the next thing. And then 
they'll be involved in that. And then two more weeks later, we're going to get them hyped up about the next series. And you know, it's very hard to build momentum when you're kind of doing this up and down all the time. Yeah. And so we, we throttled back from doing series and kind of just went to standalone weekend content where, you know, Pastor Stephen would come in on a Saturday night, tell us the sermon title. We'd throw together a quick splash with some stock art and a type treatment. And that served as our sermon graphic for that weekend. Um, but it really kind of challenged our team to change the way we were thinking through creating content for the church. So it wasn't so much, you know, marketing and branding pieces as much as it was, okay, let's figure out a way to, to put church values in front of people and explain like why, you know, versus a, a really, you know, hype trailer for a series. Let's, let's talk about why it's important to give or why, you know, why people join groups or tell a story, why I got baptized, different things like that. So it really challenged us to kind of shape from our, you know, our, you know, what, what we kind of created as, you know, our, our structure and, and kind of redefine what we did as a creative team. And it was not a very clean process. It took us a long time to, to figure out, okay, what do we do? It's kind of like removing the bumpers from bumper bowling. You're like, okay, cool. Well, now we have to like, we don't have this structure anymore. So let's figure out what it looks like to be creatives on a church staff on a day-to-day basis. And what are we going to create to, to push the church forward? Hmm. So was, and is that where you all are right now? Or, or is it, is it kind of moved a little bit from there? So we, we, we did that for over a year, and then we slowly have started drifting back into series. And I don't think it was an intentional on purpose. I mean, I think, it, you know, Pastor Stephen has kind of realized that his patterns work better. He says, you know, I, I think I work better creating albums over singles. He's like, I like building sermons over time, kind of like laying the groundwork on one week and then be able to build off of that the next week. And then, you know, so I don't think it's as structured as it was five, seven years ago where we have a big calendar. We're kind of planning it out for the whole year. Um, it's much more, it feels more organic. It feels a little more mature as far as just like making sure that the content is king and that we're not tied to this marketing calendar. Um, as much as, you know, he feels God, you know, pressing on his heart. Hey, I think I need to do a series on the seven last sayings of Jesus. This could be a five week series, could be a seven week series, but let's figure out a way to, to get the values of that in front of people while also kind of creating some marketing and branding around it. So it feels like we've kind of grown up a little bit over the years to where, uh, I think it was important for us to kind of to throttle back and realize like, okay, well, what are we really creating and what's, what's at the heartbeat of this? It's not, you know, stuff that impresses people visually all the time. It's going to be stuff that has like really great content and depth to it that, you know, it's going to make an impact and actually move the needle, you know, driving people to action, whether it's join a group or join the church or get baptized versus just like, oh, that looked nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's stuff, it's stuff you learn. I mean, we, we all on staff, you know, Pastor Stephen was 23, I think 24 when we started the church. So we've been at this, you know, he's you know, 36 now. So you, over a decade, you, you just grow and mature and you learn a lot as far as like the best way to, to market, the best way to even preach. You know, his, he, he, he would say, you know, like, I hope my best sermons are the ones I preached five years ago. I hope they're getting better week over week, you know? Sure. And same for us creatively. Like, I don't want our best creative days to be the stuff where we were, you know, creating this content five years ago. Hopefully we feel like we're maturing and growing and getting better at what we do. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of that's kind of the evolution of the, uh, the sermon series playing. So, yeah, we're actually getting ready to start a series in two weeks. Um, and we've only done series this year, but they've all been very, like, you know, eight weeks ish, six to eight weeks. Um, so it's been these longer series, less of these kind of like up and down, like I said, kind of momentum moments and more just building on top of each other. That's awesome. Oh, I think this is helpful for folks. Cause I, I talk to church leaders all the time and it's either the pastor whose team is wanting him to, you know, give them more notice, but like maybe he's not comfortable kind of empowering them fully with certain things. Or I talk to a lot of Com directors or other folks who are trying to help create, you know, creative content for a sermon, but they have no lead time. Their pastor doesn't plan anything out, and so right. I think it's interesting to kind of hear both perspectives. 
What um, what would you say to someone though? If let's say it's a comm director or someone who's who's on staff at a church, they're not maybe making the decisions, but they're trying to help support those in the direction that the church is headed. Um, how, what what tips can you give them with working with their pastor to kind of form a helpful partnership in this? Man, I mean, yeah, like you said, we've been through all seasons of it where we have, you know, uh, eight months that we know when the calendar's coming up to where we find out two hours before the sermon's being preached, what the graphic is going to be or what wow. the title is going to be. Mm-hmm. So and I think you just have to learn, like, cool, my job as a creative on this church staff is to serve the church, is to serve, you know, whether it's the ministries that I work for, if it's the students or kids ministry or whatever, the family ministry, or if it's, you know, what what our pastor wants to do on a weekend. That's our job is to serve that and work within kind of the, the constraints that they've, they've created. So, if, yeah, if you don't have enough lead time, okay, figure out how to work within the lead time. It'd be great for everything to have more lead time. Sure. You know, I think we'd all have more time to work on stuff, but I think you... Versus kind of like doing it out of like, oh, man, if we only had more time, we could do much better. Well, you don't. So work within that box of like, this is the time you have. What's the best thing you can do within that time? Um, and, and just kind of, and also I think it's important for us as creatives, you know, I fit, the blessing that we have been on our staff and, and having the leadership we do is not lost on us as far as, you know, he, Pastor Stephen very much empowers the creatives to be the creatives. He, you know, he wants us to, to have the you know creative freedom to brainstorm and dream up things and you know he doesn't want to be the one who has to come up with all the ideas he, he's hired us to be the creatives so and I feel like you know even talking with other church people they have a hard time getting their pastor on the same page if understanding the value of creativity um, and so I think a lot of that if, if people are coming from that standpoint I would say like some of that is education too and it's your responsibility to like respectfully and, and honoring your leadership but say like hey this is why I think marketing is important to what we do this is why branding is important to what we do as a church you know pastor steven says like the the best presentation i mean the best message deserves the best presentation and so that's why we try to operate at a certain level of excellence when it comes to our creativity because i think that you know whether or not creativity is important to the the pastor in the same regard i think people recognize whether or not they believe what you're preaching necessarily when they come in they can understand that oh they really care about what they're saying because it's done really well and so i think making sure that our leadership understands that and that that, that we're on the same page there, like, hey, if, if you're able to give me more lead time, I can do a better job at this. And so when we're presenting the gospel, it's presented really well and it shows that we care about it versus us kind of like having to run, you know, just shoestring and kind of shotgun approach or whatever and just try like, oh, this is kind of the best we could do with what we had kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I, I appreciate you saying earlier that content is really important, you know, and not getting the creative ahead of the content. And then now you're saying, you know, work within the time that you have, whether it's two hours or you know, right. two months or whatever. And I think those are good principles. Um, you know, I think folks are probably wishing that you could just give them like the perfect sermon planning <laughs> meeting formula that like, oh, if we do this, our church is going to blow up like Elevation Church. And For like, sure. that's just, it, that's just not how it works, right? Are there yeah, any other, no, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying there's no secret formula. I mean, we do get that a lot. Like, man, what, what, what marketing trades you guys have done to help grow your church? And we're like, I don't know, man, like we're all kind of learning as we go. We, you know, we're just trying to be faithful with, with the resources God has given us and, and present what we, you know, the message that we have as best as we can. Yeah. Um, and even people who, you know, tell me exactly like your marketing style or, or the language you use. Or we'll see people who, you know, I, with good intention, they'll rip off straight content from our website. Like, oh, they said this the best way. Let's just copy that and use that. And, and I guess in essence of hoping like, oh, we're going to get the same results because we did the exact same thing Elevation did. When you're like, you know. You can't duplicate a miracle like that kind of thing. Like we didn't have a whole lot to do with that. God had a whole lot to do with growing our church. We just we're trying to be faithful with the stuff that He gave us to, to to be responsible for. So you know you need to understand 
people as, as they're working on building their church, like what, who, what is our DNA? Who are the people that we're trying to reach? What are they, you know, what do they need? What, what does the people in our, our church need and, and what can we provide for them? Um, and then, you know, take, again, like take some of the elements of that, take some of the ingredients that we've used, but don't try to duplicate the recipe. It's not going to be the same. You're not going to get the same results. So, sure. I mean, it's frustrating because you're like, oh, that's not quite an answer at all. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the reality of it. Like we don't have the solution. We don't know the perfect answer. Um, I just think we know to do what we've done. And, and I think we do a good job of evaluating what we've done and understanding like, you know, the way we did it five years ago, obviously is not going to be the same way it's going to work five, you know, five years from now. So making sure you have this constant evaluation process going of like, okay, is this still working? It, it, can we prove that it's working? Are we having those conversations in the back end of, of a marketing campaign or a series? Hey, did this answer the problems we were trying to solve? Um, you know, or you know, or you can kind of find yourself in a rut of saying, oh, well, this is what we do because I think that's just what we always have done with a series. So you know, it, it's constantly kind of being open to change, understanding like, cool, the vision of the church can be written in stone, but the strategy can be written in pencil. Like you need to be able to change that when when needed to serve what you're doing the best. Hmm. That's that's good. That's really good. Is there anything else you'd say for someone? Maybe it's a church pastor out there, and they just they kind of want to start doing more of this kind of stuff, and they're just not sure where to begin. What what advice you'd give to them? Yeah, I think you. I mean, a lot of that is is built on being very self aware and understanding. Cool. If our church has been around for a hundred years, we can't turn a corner immediately and say, okay, now we're going to be a hip young church. We're going to take Baptist out of the name. It's just going to be kind of a contemporary church. You're like, well, no. Like names, they help things that that helps establish common language. But you have to dig down deep and understand. You know, is there a culture shift that we need to make as a church? Is this even the community we're trying to serve? Do they need us to be a hip young church, or do we need to find? Okay, no, actually, we need to be a church for fifty somethings. We need to be a church for young families. I think you need to. Uh, you know, that's the most important thing because people do ask, like, oh, yeah, we're rebranding our church. You know, and they kind of think that just. Do you know polishing the outside of it is going to be the thing that changes it? When in reality, it's like man, we need to go back to the beginning and understand what's our mission as a church, what's our vision as a church, what's you know who who is the audience that our church is trying to reach in our community, and and answer those questions first and get that concrete foundation done before you start adding the bells and whistles of you know new branding and a video guy and all this type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I talk with designers and stuff all the time, and I I had one friend who was basically told when they were redesigning a, a, a website for a church. Every time they would ask like, so how do we want to do the staff or how do we want to do this or that? It was like they would get pointed to a elevation church, you know, <laughs> URL or whatever. And they're like, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with elevation church, of course, but it's kind of like, okay, well, they have some good things. And some of those things may work here where we are, you know, in, in the Washington DC area, but like some of it's not going to translate the same, you know? And so you have to like, and, and some of it just isn't the, the who this church is, right? And so you have to kind of figure out who you are as a church and, and answer some of those questions like you're talking about or else, you know, it, it, it just kind of, you start to sort of like feel like the church is losing its soul a little bit when it's yeah. just, yeah, yeah, hey, copy sure. this church with everything is the answer, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, oh, this great. is great. This is great. I, I, know, I know folks have all kinds of questions and we could just keep on keep on you know going down this trail but uh let's make a shift here and i'm gonna i'm gonna fire off a few questions to you uh we like to do a little amplified impact round just sort of some speed question and answer so uh, i'll try not to stump you with any of them but uh, <laughs> uh so let's see here what would you say for and i think this is a great question for you especially at elevation church but 
what, how do you develop your church brand? Cause obviously Elevation Church has an amazing brand. People yeah. know it, the, the arrow, the orange, like it's all very intentional. So sure. how do you develop a church brand? How do you get something that's so recognizable? Man, I think you have to understand like wh what a brand is at the beginning. And you know, like the brand is not what I want it to be. It's what other people say it is. So it's having the awareness to like, okay, well, what does our brand mean in the community? I think it also means like staying close to the voice of your leadership and understanding like, cool, this is, this is the way we talk. This is the language we have. Having that common language, whether it's, you know, the way you name, you know, we call it a worship experience, not a church service, or even the way you write your times, the way you write dates, making sure there's consistency there. Because I think consistency, you know, I believe it builds trust when people see things, even in the details, done the same way. Um, so I think, you know, pay attention to those small details. And then also practicing, like I said, regular evaluation and making sure that, you know, you're not just doing things because that's the way you've done it, but you're, you're trying to make progress and grow your brand and build your brand. But I think, you know, overall knowing like your brand is your best asset and also your most, your biggest liability because people are going to understand like, you know, the church, you know, worship may be awesome, but my interaction that I remember is with your bad parking guy. So knowing, <laughs> yeah. like, your brand is all those things. It's not just things that you really want to work on or the sexy stuff like logos and, and uh, stage presentation, but also, Hey, how, how was it getting out of the parking lot? How was you know, what was the content I was giving the way out? Was that written well? Was that consistent with the language that was shared from the stage? So, hmm. you know, I think it's, it's a very holistic approach versus just like, you know, the logo in the air. The logo in the air doesn't mean anything without kind of the rest of that behind it. Saying like the Nike swoosh doesn't mean anything if, you know, Nike wasn't who Nike was. Not to say we're Nike, but I think that you can't start with the logo. You've kind of got to start with the rest of that, you know, the DNA of it from behind that. Yeah. And, and I think the consistency is so critical because you guys are so consistent yeah. You know, that, that, that really goes a long way. So, uh, Thanks, cool. Uh, what's the most important aspect of a church communication strategy, would you say? Uh, I would say, you know, a unified uh, message. So, again, going back to consistency, I think that, you know, consistency does build trust. So, if you're, if you're talking about a series that's upcoming on social media, make sure that's using the same language as you're talking about it from the stage. Make sure that you, you have something that someone can, can quickly call to mind, whether it's a sticky phrase or a subject matter, you're like, hey, yeah, we're getting ready to do a series on fear or we're getting ready to do a series on David. Make sure that stuff's very clear. So, you know, clear, unified uh, communication, I think is huge. Oh, that's great. What's, what's your favorite tool for ministry, like an app or website <laughs> or just, you know, you're kind of your go-to? Yeah, man, we're probably boring. I think our, I mean, I, we could do what we do every day without like Google Docs and Basecamp. Like, mm -hmm. I think, you know, creative people, you can find inspiration anywhere, but if you don't have something kind of organizing that and, you know, being able to kind of share, uh, like, so for us, share Google Docs, being able to have, like, okay, here's our, our language for this upcoming series, and, you know, 45 people have access to it, they can go back and read through it, they can add to it, they can annotate it, uh, being able to kind of have shared documentation, and also Basecamp, I mean, we've been using Basecamp for nine years now to manage all our projects, and we actually, there's three different Basecamps, and we use Basecamp Classic still, so we're oh, like, really? Um, okay, yeah. yeah. They did nothing. I mean, we just know like, okay, this is what works best for us. And we've tried, I mean, over the years, tried several different things. Like, hey, we could maybe shift to this project management software. And we're like, no, it's just not Basecamp for us. So it's not nice. perfect, sure, but mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's very much built into who we are as a creative team as far as like organizing our projects and calendars. That's great. Any ideas for empowering church members to invite their friends? Obviously, at Elevation yeah. Church, you guys have you guys have an invite your friend, you know, just spirit about the church. So, yeah. uh, what what ideas do you have for other churches with that? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we we really operate with kind of a raving fans mentality. That it's it's much uh, more effective marketing 
if I don't tell you how great the church is, but if someone who's had their life changed and the church is able to tell you, man, this church is amazing. So, you know, we don't put a lot of money or effort into to billboards or big kind of shotgun marketing. We are much more like let's equip people with a, a clear vision and mission and then also give them like effective invites. So, you know, uh, we're actually giving out a five pack of invites to everybody this weekend for with our upcoming series with a little like instruction card that's very basic, like give one of these to a coworker, give one to a family member, give one to a neighbor, give one to somebody at your school or at the mall or wherever you work kind of thing. So because I think if you're just able to say, you know, our church is at the size now where if you don't invite this weekend, people are still going to show up. Mm -hmm. But we still want to have that same mentality of a church plan of like, man, if we don't invite, we don't have church mm -hmm. because we don't want to leave anything on the table as far as you know, if we just come and we have a consumeristic mentality to church and say, cool, serve me versus coming here, being equipped to serve the city and the community, then we're kind of doing church wrong. I think like, you know, we exist, you know, as a church to, to reach the city and not just like fill ourselves and be happy and leave on Sunday kind of thing. Hmm, hmm. So I think it's really That's kind nice. of make sure it's clear to people like, hey, when you leave, don't keep this to yourself. Like it's your responsibility now to take this message or take what you've learned today, invite a friend to come to church with you next week kind of thing. Hmm, hmm. I love that. Love that. Uh, who, last question: Who would you recommend I interview on the podcast next, and why? <laughs> oh man, uh, do they have to work at a church? No, I mean just right. just someone that you think would be helpful for these. So folks, two of so. my favorite people uh, that that I look to as far as like thought leaders in this arena would be Joshua Blankenship, who uh, served at New Spring Church for almost a decade, uh, maybe over a decade, kind of helping build their brand. They underwent three or four rebrands while he was there. And then I think he ended up doing like digital strategy and stuff for them. He is he is brilliant. Um, he's a good friend of mine. And whenever I hear him talk about church and marketing, I'm like, man, I wish I had the words you had to say what you say about these types of things. So he's brilliant. And then uh, a buddy of mine, is, uh, Ismail Bersiaga. He uh, used to work at Gateway Church in Dallas and now runs Circle Conference and Circles Co. out of Dallas. Um, and he, you know, he he approaches creativity and, and and training and teaching from you know with a church background, kind of knowing like part of his ministry is is helping the church kind of become acclimated to what the general market um, design community is doing. So he puts on a conference every year called Circles Conference in Dallas. I highly recommend it. He'll bring in you know a couple of church creatives and then also kind of pair them with like you know the design director from Facebook sharing and then a couple of freelance illustrators. So it really helps. I think that's one thing that that the Christian creative community has is. You know, we're not really getting outside our bubble a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And part of that is like, okay, well, you know, we don't want to be what the world is. But I think you can learn a lot from what the world is doing to, to draw people away from church on a weekend. Like, okay, well, what are they doing that's so much better than what we're doing on the weekend? Like, how are they selling shoes? Okay, well, let's figure out the heartbeat of that and use that to sell an even better message. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, you know, it's a great job kind of marrying those two worlds and definitely recommend both those guys for sure. That's great. Thanks so much. Hey, I know I know folks have questions that they they would you know if we had a live telephone line they would be the phone would be ringing off the hook and they'd have questions for you. So, what's the best way for folks to connect with you? Yeah, uh, I mean you can get in my church email address. I really do my best to try to get back to anybody who has questions about anything. We know our you know Pastor Stephen has told us as a, as a staff like he wants us to be open handed with anything we've learned. So whether it's resources or you know information or questions people have about anything as far as creativity or marketing, we want to be an open door for that. So they can end up at rhollingsworth at elevationchurch.org. And then I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at, at Ryan Swarth. So R-Y-A-N-S-W-O-R-T-H. That's great. That's great. Hey, Ryan, thanks again so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Love what you're doing with this thing. It's awesome. 
Well, I'm so thankful for Ryan coming on the show and sharing some of his behind the scenes of what he's experienced at Elevation Church and their sermon series planning process and how that's just evolved over the years. Uh, Be sure to reach out to Ryan via email or on social media if you have any questions. All of the links are on the show notes page at amplifiedimpact.org. And you know, the reality is everyone's sermon series planning looks a little bit different. So, but I hope you picked up on some of the principles that he was sharing about, you know, making sure that your content is king and it's directing the creative elements, uh, serving your church, and using whatever lead time you are given to do the best possible job that you can with that time. And so many other great principles. Uh, Just a reminder, we have also a special free download for you with some of the questions that Elevation Church has used over the years in their sermon series planning to help plan it creatively. I think you'll really find those helpful and insightful. So go over to AmplifiedImpact.org to get those. Well, this has been a lot of fun, and I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. Until next time, amp it up.